Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from GTD Nordic. I am still Morten Rövik and I'm still here with my long-term friend and colleague Lars Rothskill Hendriksen. Hello Lars. <laughs> Hi Morten. Good to be with you and looking forward to sharing some more thoughts on GTD with our listeners in this episode. If you haven't listened to this podcast before, the goal for us is to help you learn or become even better GTDers so you can become more productive, get a better overview of all your commitments and be better at staying present with whatever you're engaged in at the moment at work or at home. And we really hope that you find these episodes valuable regardless of your experience with GTD. And if you like a refresher or learn more about the basics of GTD, the five steps, then we recommend you go back and listen to episodes one through six of this podcast. Indeed. And um, today's topic is an interesting one. Um, this is a topic that we got from uh, our colleague in Finland, Mr. Jukka Bachmann. He um, suggested we um, record for our own learning um, something we call the registered trademark, getting things wrong. Is that not right? <laughs> no, that is right. Yeah. Are we so ever getting can... something wrong about getting things done? <laughs> That might have occurred a couple of times. Uh, so yeah, this comes from from Yuka, who started to draft this most uh, this list of most common things that self-taught GTDers uh, get wrong when implementing GTD on their own. So that's really the topic of the day. Uh, looking at most, some of the most common people mistakes uh, or GTD mistakes that people make, uh, and uh, hopefully this will be helpful for some of our listeners in uh, fixing their own GTD practice or, or tweaking it, maybe. Yeah. So uh, let's dive into the first one. The first one, uh, the, the the practice was called due date overdose. And the way uh, you could describe it was the use of due dates in nearly every task. The most common explanation is to, in quotation marks, plan with due dates, i.e. assign a date in order to avoid using context lists. And the, resulting, uh, the result is called the snowplow, meaning an overwhelming number of tasks are always plowed onwards to the next day. Does that sound familiar to you, Morten? Yes, and I think we can call this episode uh, Hi, I'm Morten, and I am uh, a recovering GTD. Because <laughs> I think that, you know, the, the worst practices you can have, if you've, most of us started alone learning GTD, you did, I did, and we, we got things wrong the whole time, whole, the whole time. And uh, I had, I really. Uh, did the due date overdose. I took more than one of those. Um, <laughs> my idea at the time was that I I need to bring this to my to my attention. It's very important. You know, I have to do this today or maybe tomorrow. So I put a due date to make sure it shows up. But then you have the snowplow effect when suddenly something you know unforeseen happens and you you move it to the next day and then suddenly you are in you spend time moving things around instead of doing things. And um, I remember very clearly Meg Edwards uh, told me during my coaching with her to become a coach that she looked at this and said, Morten, do you really want to have this? And um, I said, yes, I insisted. And uh, but I would, <laughs> I would change my ways later. Um, I still use due dates for the most important things. There's really something I can't forget to do today. But I also tend to pull it into the calendar instead for make sure it happens rather than bring it to my attention as something that's have a due date. And 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 I, I think maybe a lot of people do. I don't know if you've done this, but you put on a due date ping. You know, you get a specific time, you get a specific, you get a, 
a notification and this is kind of like oh dear this is don't go there <laughs> don't do this to yourself so um i've i found a solution for me my 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 feeling that i have to see this is uh have been kind of overwhelming but before we go there have you seen this lars have you done this <clears throat> yes yes uh, for sure as well i, I clearly remember Judith this addict uh, <laughs> yeah, I think for, for me, the um, you know, much of my work was when, back when I was an IT consultant was really a lot of uh, project management and making sure that all of the moving parts were being moved on in order for us to, to reach our deadlines. And uh, much of that took place via email. We had a lot of... Um, a lot of outsourcing, a lot of international work. So, so email was really the best place for us to to be at that time, and and that meant a lot of follow-ups. And and back then, I was very keen on using the the flags in in Outlook to, um, uh, yeah, put, put some due dates on those. And and that sea of red, um, I clearly remember that. Uh, you know, when things uh, pass the date when you that you said on it, it would uh, it would then turn red. And I I clearly remember that long list of red things. Oh. And I've seen that so many times afterwards as well, yeah. coaching people, working with people in our seminars. Um, it really happens to to a lot of people. Mm. Um, so 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 making sure that we don't you know put too many due dates on things that can um, that can really overwhelm a system. Um, and also for me, you know, we were talking about this a bit, uh, or you know, in part about this before we started recording about this. You know, the ability to uh, make your own choices on what to do. Mm. Um, at any given time, and that that I think maybe is even more important for me than the average person. I think that that inner five year old or eight year old who wants to decide <laughs> on on his own, I think he's more um, he has a bigger voice in inside my head than, than maybe other people. So it really mm. matters more to me that I can can make that choice rather than the smart last uh, last week uh, made that decision for me. <laughs> Indeed. So, so the way I've solved this is that I made uh, in my system, um, I have the ability to put um, a context or a tag, if you may, on, on, a, on a, a task that I think is I, or, or next action I need to do. Uh, it's called IDAG, which is today. And then it softly shows up uh, in my system when I go for a forecast and see what I need to do today. And it's, it's, it will not be overdue. It will always be today dog and i can then take things off and on there as they uh, i see needed but it's a more s soft approach and the idea here is that when you have your lists are long of overdue things and you you are more you know the the, the opposite of of uh, stress-free productivity is stress productivity and when your lists <laughs> you know you 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 feel um, nauseated looking at them because there's so much things that are not done then you're not attracted to them and you're repelled to, uh, by them and, and, and this is of course not good this is overwhelm lists more than getting things done lists so, mm. okay so stop do that don't put due dates on your tasks. Yeah, be careful with it for sure. Um, mm -hmm. Because I, I, I really distinguish in my system between what's on the calendar, what's in my system, and what's in my system is really things for me to to reflect on, things that that bubble up uh, for me to make a decision on. So a lot of ticklers. I'm just looking at my system now. It's uh, we're recording this on a Monday, and Monday is always my my uh, the date that I set on things. For example, in my tickler file to reconsider whether now is the right time. So 
looking at it now, it's it's a mix of uh, you know should we look into making this uh, new uh, cooperation with this uh, organization in Denmark? Uh, um, a lot of business stuff in there, some stuff showing up from checklists uh, regarding seminars coming up next week and the week after, um, and also personal stuff. Whether it's time to you know should I uh, take the top off the you know the some of the the bushes and and things at the summer house now before it gets too cold and it might uh, damage the tree. So it's a uh, mm. it's a nice mix of, of random things and those are really just for me to to consider during today whether it's something that i want to put on my list or you know postponed for for some more time for those of you who are not familiar with the term tickler file this this is a way in the getting things done methodology to bring things to your attention at a specific time and normally you would then put it into your um your inbox if you decide to do something about it or then just move it uh, into the future um if need be so are we happy with our coverage of due date overdose um yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. It's it really is a common one. So so be careful if you're trying to overplan and you see yourself mm-hmm. moving those tasks from day to day. Then really reconsider how you can be more dynamic in your planning. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, don't be a due date ad- uh, addict. Uh, <laughs> fight the habits and go a healthier place with your lists. So, and the next is called creative contexts. What is this, Larson? Have you seen this ever? Yeah, so it's, you know, uh, adapting the lists to suit you is really one of the the, the key things uh, for me and I think many others to make sure that GTD works uh, uh, as it should for you. So and so having the right your five list. Year old, you know. <laughs> exactly. And, <laughs> and making sure lists. that we, exactly and present it to the to the five year old in a way that that he prefers uh, <laughs> for me. Um, but no, the examples that you gave was was these uh, instead of using the, the context list that we start off with in GTD and maybe you make your own you might have turned over to things such as urgent and quick or urgent and takes two hours or urgent business routines and soon and things like that um, instead of having these uh, standard lists and maybe adapt them such as you know computer or at office or calls or uh, or agenda lists instead mm-hmm. um, and it really you know uh, again it comes back to trying to prioritize things um, yeah. and then then life changes and and you have to yeah. replan reprioritize so in, in, in a way this very much relates to the same due date overdose in the sense that you don't give yourself the option to choose what you should be working on right now based on the current realities. Mm. So, so, so for for uh, listeners who are new to GTD, I would like to you know take a, just a little step back. When I when I got into the um, you know productivity back in the in the day uh, with time management, uh, some of you know remember and know this. Where you do A, B, C, one, two, three, um, prioritization of things, um, we've found that not to be very productive. Um, basically, because if you let's say that you have two A tasks and uh, three B tasks and five C tasks, uh, which means A is most important should be done first. And what happens if you get something that's more important than A? Do, do you then move A to B and B to C? What do you do with the C's? Do you make create a D category? Where do <laughs> they go? And and or do you make an AA category and then put it in there? Um, and and the reason uh, you know that when you will spend more time moving stuff around than doing GTD, which is 
I think David Allen would call this productivity pornography, where you're more interested in fiddling with your system <laughs> than actually doing the work. So, so we, David Allen, um, has uh, when we come to engage, he has devised this thinking around how to prioritize, how to find out what to do today, and maybe you will take us through that. Um, execute part of GTD when you have your tasks in your list and how do you how do you choose what to do in the moment? I am guessing you're referring to the limiting criteria, exactly. meaning as a starting point where you are at and what tools you have at hand. So that's that's the reason that we group uh, next actions in the way that we that we start off with. So figuring out where do I actually need to be or which tools do I need to have at hand to actually perform this task. Mm. Um, so that's where we start off. Uh, initially, you could say that you could have one long list of next actions, but to make it easier for you to choose, and then that's how we start to group things. Yes. Um, and, and just a little add on to this is that when you go to the next part of the, um, the limiting criteria, this is where things start to bleed together where you have how much time do you have is the second mm -hmm. question and then the third question is uh, how much energy do you have mm. and then fourthly uh, what has your what is most important what would give you the most payoff to do now Mm. So it's actually, the people are trying to take all of these and morph them together, and then you get urgent and quick. Urgent takes two hours, um, yeah, etc. So I'm sorry, mm. I cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but that's exactly that's exactly it. And uh, it's it's always fun to talk to people about this because people do tend to to want to prioritize straight away. Um, and I think any GTD out there has tried to to start off by prioritizing and really see seeing if they could sort of help themselves out and simplifying this decision by by prioritizing when you clarify. But in the end, it just uh, just creates more work. Um, and obviously, there will be some times where you know deadline is in two hours. There is no doubt that this is what I need to work on, then obviously that choice has been made for you. But but when you have the option to choose, then the limiting criteria is, uh, is the starting point. Yeah. I've, I've tried this less than one hour, um, more than one hour, two hour as a tag to put on some, um, some context. So you have at office less than one hour. But that didn't work for me it's because, uh, you know, it's too much to relate to. Have you tried some creative context yourself? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I've worked, uh, I've coached one one guy that comes to mind where we set up a computer dash two hours uh, because his calendar rarely gave him two hours to work on something. So we set up that list for him. And I think to some extent that worked for him, but also it was, you know, just as much a helpful reflection for him when he did his weekly review to see if I need to move forward on this, I need to block time in my calendar to get yeah. this, uh, this done. So it, it sort of served two purposes, I think, in his system. Mm. Um, and just, you know, from, from uh, looking at my system right now, uh, I'm experimenting again with some some different lists, uh, seeing if I can, uh, you know, make it easier for me to work on the right things at the right time. And, and one list that I recently added was a, uh, a writing list. So uh, I think I stole this from 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 Robert Peake in, in the UK um, with trying to help me, you know, have a specific list when I sit down to write things that I have this simple list to to pick from what makes the most sense for me to 
to write on. So this is something that I'm experimenting with right now. I even have a, a new desk. I got an old desk from my that I inherited from my my father, and I've set that up. So this is going to be my new writing place in in the office. Um, so so um, the, that combined with my writing list uh, should help me uh, become even more productive at writing. But yeah, let's see. It may be that next time I'll tell you I have a new list that <laughs> that suits me better. Who knows? <laughs> At my father's desk, the uh, <laughs> context, something like this. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, my one of the lists I tried also is uh, I think it is actually you mentioned Robert Peake uh, from or from our partners in the, um, and friends in the UK. Uh, he uh, introduced I, I think it was him who introduced the brain dead list when you're really brain dead I had that for a while but it didn't work for me but I think you you still have this uh, I still have my uh, zombie list as it's oh. called in my in my system and I and I actually really do like it I, I certainly do pick from this because there are times in the afternoon where I'm I'm toast and there's not much time left for me so so this is a good list for me to go and look from and see if I can get some productive stuff done even though it's at the the end of the day or end of the week and not much energy left but you know i can still get some productive done uh, get some spreadsheet work done mm. is often what what ends up on that list and it yeah it, it actually that that one still works for me really well yeah i have two two um, now contexts that are, are a little on the on the side or little different is that I have on um, I have Mac Creative, you know my, I'm at my Mac. I want I am in the creative mood. Sometimes when I'm tired, actually being creative is something that triggers me. So I'm attracted to this. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> creative is create make something. Uh, open up Photoshop and design something. This mm -hmm. triggers me. And it's interesting because that that would probably be a high energy task for me. Uh, <laughs> but on the other hand, if you looked at my zombie list, I'm sure there are some things on that list that a lot of people would not consider zombie stuff. So a lot of my accounting things, for example, sitting there with spreadsheet matching things, uh, looking into why some numbers maybe don't match, and I need to figure out where it where it didn't uh, update correctly or something. That's you know that's zombie work for me. I, I love doing that even though I'm tired, and I'm sure a lot of people would. <laughs> you know, my wife maybe would set aside a you know few hours of high energy time to to get that under control so it, yeah. it really is a different list for for different people yes and and that goes to to, to show that uh, the gtd is uh, gtd lists are personal and uh, should be adapted to your personality and mm -hmm. uh, as long as you don't break the ground rules uh, the founding principles of getting things done you are good to go and you yeah. have to experiment so Exactly. And I, Let's wrap. Yeah. yeah. If I, we were done with the third one or no? Yeah. No, I have just one more, which, which I'm, I'm kind of procrastinating this. I just want to bring it a live in the open here is that mm -hmm. I have a, a context called home at, at a Threadmill. And uh, mm -hmm. that list is growing. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> this is this is just for see, see stuff because like, I can use my iPad on the Treadmill to, to watch mm. the videos I need to see. Um, and I just uh, had a, um, a talk with or a chat with um, our managing director Espen in Norway, and he says that um, you know he's he's under the weather a little. Uh, he's got a cold, and uh, he's going to look at his um, at videos to see uh, list now. So that will be at his energy <laughs> level when he's in the bed with a you know under the the covers with his uh, maybe laptop or ipad something mm. that's that's 
the best he can do now. But he feel then he'd do something good. So. Yeah, okay. no, that's fun. I have that list as well. You do? Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. The yeah. next one that you identified um, was that everything is a project. And the way you described it was that all actions are listed only under a project. So, so projects can either be on a projects list or any of the context lists. Mm. And I'm sure you've seen that as well out there, Martin. Yeah, I meet this uh, often is that, that this is traditional project planning where you have a project and you list all your next actions under that project um, regardless where they are you know the next actions are performed and you can you can um, you know in in the old olden times make good argument for why this is why you're doing this because when you're at office you have you want to focus on the project more than focus on the next actions which is um uh, is it, it's good but then you have to make a decision on what's most important to do of the projects i have which is difficult because you don't know what will move the needles on the different projects because you can't remember mm. all the details and that's where the next action lists are you know really good when you can then pull out the very first next action from your um, project and put it on the next action list. And then you can say, okay, what will give me the most, uh, um, uh, when you come to prioritize, what will give me the most um, benefit of finishing now? Mm. Um, what, what is most urgent? What, what will give me the, the highest payoff uh, after you considered context, time, energy level, and then priority? Um yeah, I don't know. I've used, you've, you've all seen this, and you all, all, all trainers have met people in seminars and say, "Well, I, I plan like this," and then you have mm. to do this argument that that I just did. Have you seen <laughs> the same? Yeah, and I'm, I'm reminded. I think a couple of years ago, uh, maybe even a bit more, um, that David mentioned that originally a lot of the people that would normally come to the seminars were sort of what we would call visionary people, um, and that that they would, you know, be moving so fast, and they would be missing a structure to support them in moving maybe even faster, or even to start off just getting things under control. Um, but he was mentioning that that he would start to see more people actually from the organized group start to also be more attractive to GTD and that really maybe uh, a lot of it relates to the fact that your organization needs to be more flexible um, so so I've certainly seen that that you know that you have that list of projects actually pretty pretty good GTDers showing up at seminars but they would have their projects with the next actions next to it and maybe even on one big list uh, one big uh, sheet in one note or something like that uh, and then you know as you just said having to to walk through so how do you choose what to work from mm -hmm. uh, and then when you when you take a step back and reflect on on um, to to help your future self in making the right choice at any given time then that the, that organization uh, just isn't very sensible it really makes you think through everything you really have to do basically a weekly review every time you have yeah. to to pick what you have to do or what makes sense to do exactly. so uh, switching it up uh, making it separate lists and giving you the right simple list to work from feeding your brain simple tasks rather than having to think through everything at, at the same time it, it really makes the uh, work so much easier especially especially this is important if you're um if your next actions happens on different arenas, like I have an agenda for Lars, talk to Lars about project X regarding this item. And mm. then that goes on the list when I talk to you. 
and then uh, I can have uh, an errands list where I have to buy something for the project. I go outside something. Then I have the, the Monday staff meeting where I want to bring this project up. This is on another list, but it's all related to the same project. And mm. um, as long as they are in different contexts, they can be more than one next actions on the, on the context list uh, attached to the same project. But the idea here is that you will move as swiftly and clearly towards finishing the projects without confusing yourself. This is mm. the idea. So yeah. everything is not a project and all next actions are not supposed to be listed under the project. So if you are in under that confusing spell, um, read the book again. <laughs> <laughs> so and, uh, should we move on to color code everything? Let's do it. Yeah. So instead of clarifying the context from inbox, from um, the emails are assigned a color <clears throat> that matches a task, calendar event, or, or anything that is far common sense. And this uh, Yoka has called this procrastinations meets procrastination meets micromanagement. <laughs> um, have you seen this in the wild? Yes, yes, I have as well. Um, and I often see, you know, it, it can certainly make sense to use the the categories. Uh, I, I've worked with some people where to get an overview of their calendar when they have a lot of different, you know, areas of responsibility or they want to highlight something, maybe recurring tasks that they want to be sure that has the right attention maybe. Uh, there may be some some cases where, where this categorization can be helpful and valuable to people. But, you know, going through the inbox, I, I, I've seen that a number of times where they have um, they have different you know colors for different emails and they would have to filter by color and then they would have to and basically color coded folders yes <laughs> maybe maybe even even that as well um, <clears throat> and that that means that they again have to then they might have have organized something but what they've organized doesn't really help them uh, other than grouping things together by project by customer or, or whatever the grouping may be so um, so, so they still have to look at every email, clarify what they have to do with it, match that up and, and try to figure out whether that's more important than the next email below it. Um, it, it really doesn't help them. Uh, it, it, it gives them sort of an overview, but, but really doesn't help them getting things done. No, exactly. And this, this is where, you know, the, <coughs> what you call the litmus text, uh, test for this would be, um, does your color coding help you move faster with less stress to get things done. Some people are attracted to colors. Some mm. people are attracted to even, uh, I have one coaching client. She, she really loves her emojis. So when she motivates herself, she have a, like a champagne bubble in the, in the, in the, mm, I know uh, a couple of people like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and she liked color coding in her system. So she like blue is work, green is home. Mm -hmm. um, uh, etc. To, to give because people are visually um, attracted to to things, and this is um, of course not bad, not bad at all. It's good, but if you color code everything without, uh, it doesn't give you a benefit. Then stop. Mm. <laughs> if you don't reap the rewards, why you do it? So yeah, it's kind of like the the calendar. Oh, sorry, the the archiving that I often see. So so yeah. often when we do uh, you know workshops where we sit down with people and and help them you know really get. Uh, 
you know, towards inbox zero, maybe, um, then, then looking at the way that they organize emails. And often there's an uh, elaborate system of folders that probably made sense at some point, but, <laughs> you know, the work that they invest in having to move each email to the right folder, uh, but actually never maybe use that folder structure to find that email again. They always mm. search it out and, you know, uh, sim simplifying things Classical. like that. Yeah. Classical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, What's the next uh, topic we have? I think we have next one. When when we walk through this, uh, we 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 both agree that this is probably one that is uh, perhaps the most common of of the the list here, which yeah. we, we refer to as as nothing is clarified, meaning that unclear stuff is copied into projects or next actions list, um, and the GTD would not understand why he or she is not attracted to their lists. Yeah. So so this is so classical. This is. I, when I, because, you know, both Lars and I are certified GGD coaches and we meet a lot of people um, who want to get good at their GGD practice. And uh, one thing that's common, I've seen it in all my years as a coach, this is the most common mistake you can do as a GGDer. You take unclear stuff from your inbox and just drag it somewhere and hope mm. and you don't clarify it, just organize it. You just skip clarify. And, and and if you do that, what happens with your attraction to this list, Lars? <laughs> no, but I see this uh, so frequently as well that, you know, when, when you look at those lists and, um, you know, you may be when, when you're clearing out your inboxes with the best of intentions and you're just moving it over to a project uh, or a list of next actions, uh, it's so obvious in that moment that, of course, this is what you have to do and this is what needs to get done. This is where we're heading. And then when you're switching to work mode and trying to get some work done, you pick up your lists and you have, you know, budget on your list <laughs> and it's like uh, oh, very very forward project x yeah exactly <laughs> so 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 um, th that that's just what happens that when you have those mm -hmm. lists with unclear stuff on it uh, you will tend to tend to skip that mm -hmm. uh, and and not not get those things done so thinking things through but also capturing what you decided on as a next action, as a project, get that stuff on your list. It'll make your list so much more attractive. And really, you know, one of the th questions that I really appreciated when we did the, my virtual coaching uh, certification was to, to to keep asking people whether they are attracted or repelled from their lists. Mm -hmm. um, that was such an interesting question that really made people reflect. So maybe for the listeners out there, um, look at your lists. Are they attracting you or repelling you? Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, what happens is that when you, when you put something that's unclear on your list, you haven't clarified it, you have to think again, yes. look at it, and then you kind of you skip the thinking process when you organize it and you just pull it on the list. And then, then when you're dumb and, you know, and tired <laughs> and, and you can't, you know, it, you're not attracted to it and you will procrastinate the thinking. So GTT is about using your brain when you have the brain power to think clearly and smart. Um, Todd Brown, who's been a guest on in our last episode, um, the master trainer of uh, or one of the master trainers in the UK, he um, he once said something I, I really liked is that I like to make or I try to make good plans for the future me to have a good day. 
mm. or something like that of that effect. So, so he, you make plans for the future, you to have good days. So you don't have to think when you're really toast in your brain, when you don't have any energy or you're, you know, you've burned your, your oil um, and you don't have anything. And instead of then, then procrastinate or go to your dark playground and Facebook or, or whatever is your dark playground, you can then go to your lists and your 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 former you will present you with your the options you've made sorry the options you have for make meaningful progression on important projects you have without thinking you will mm. give your future you uh ah i can choose this oh thank you uh, former me thank you for making a good plan that i the stupid me now can do <laughs> um I, th I think maybe this is, I will make a note because I made a, um, a white paper some years back about um, the, the, the use of time when you should clarify and when you should organize so that the, the more stupid you can, can execute on them. Uh, do you think that is a good idea, Lars? To, yeah, absolutely. Uh, as, as a link in the show notes? Absolutely. I yeah, will for sure. Right now. <laughs> so that's Capturing nothing as we record. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nothing is clarified. What? Uh, anything to add to this? No, I think we we covered it pretty well. But it it really is, you know, get, getting um, making sure you have the right list and the right stuff on those lists. Uh, referring back to what we talked about earlier, um, making making sure that you have some good next actions on there, reflecting on why it's stuck there. Um, coming back to lists or maybe different perspectives on your list. One of the the lists that I have in my system right now is is more of a a search query is to um, highlight um, next actions to me that have been on my list for longer than uh, a certain amount of days or um, yeah I think a certain number of days that I've I've set it up as um, to highlight it's to kind me of like a, a smelly list start <laughs> to smell yeah it's it's sort of to help me because it can be it can be right that these these things are there that they should still be there uh, but it could also be that I'm you know, maybe they have lost, uh, lost. I've lost interest in them, or, or maybe that um, you know something has happened, so it's really not the next action anymore on that list. Or, you know, just to help me be aware that that some of these might have gone stale. Uh, so, so uh, I, I don't, uh, I don't put things on my list that are not clarified. But maybe you know things change. Indeed, they do. So, should we move on to the last? Uh... Topic. Let's do the last one. Um, so the last one is that the projects list is incomplete uh, because we, you know, when you start off with GCD, you identify certain things to be projects. But as attendees actually in the level two seminars discover that there are often many more projects than they had initially identified as projects, or at least that's uh, that's my experience. I'm, I'm guessing it is yours as well, Martin. Uh, definitely it is. The... Um, um, the energy that is released when you have everything that is lurking in your brain on a list is, mm. you know, is, is enormous. So the, the relief you get, the, the feeling of the full overview is something that um, few people who start with GDD gets before they get an overview of their areas of responsibility. And often mm -hmm. it starts there on the level two seminars you we dig and find your levels, sorry, your areas of responsibility and uh, both uh, personal and uh, professional. And then those areas will be build birth projects. You will remember, oh, yes, I have actually, I'm the budget is my responsibility. I haven't done that yet. So maybe mm. I should 
you know, capture that as a project, make an extraction, get moving on that when whenever that is convenient. And uh, <clears throat> but that, that frees a lot of energy for people. Um, I think you've seen the same, Lars? Yes, exactly. And, and we see it, you know, in, in the level two seminar where we ask people to write down the number of projects they have. Then we go through the different exercises with the areas of focus and responsibility. And we have some different perspectives and questions to to see if we can find some more projects in there mm. that aren't already on the list. Yes. And then at the end, we write down the number again. So how many projects do you have now? And mm. uh, often that that number, number, of course, um, increases. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it is really often the case and for me i think you know some of it came from areas of of responsibility but some of it also came from you know people have not people um things in my old summer house that i needed to fix that i hadn't fixed and i hadn't mm -hmm. captured it on that list i'd maybe mm -hmm. looked at it but quickly it looked away i didn't see it, it i didn't lurked. see it i'm moving this way i'm doing something else uh, la 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 um <laughs> so 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 capturing those and really being honest about it uh. and and getting those on the list maybe on the someday maybe list maybe on an active project list but mm. getting all of the projects in there that really was uh, yeah helpful for me yeah indeed indeed and um, the relief is is palpable it's you can feel it when you mm. have everything captured even, even if it's on a some that maybe or as they would uh, also refer to things that you don't want to do uh, right now is like the shit I don't want to care about right now <laughs> uh, list and um, uh, f you know freeing your mental energy by the the nagging small projects that you know that you pass you know the door handle every day and you <laughs> and that door handle has a mental copy in your brain going oh you haven't done me yet you know you must do you must you must do me Mm. And you go, okay, shut up. <laughs> I got better <laughs> things to think about right now. Yeah. You'd ruin my day now. And instead of letting that door handle ruin your day, then just write it down, clarify what it means to you, and then yeah. organize it on in a place that makes sense to you if you want to do something about it or not. Uh, yeah, moving around and then that nothing is calling on you, that nothing yeah. is trying to grab your attention. That really, yeah. uh, that you can really feel that. So, yeah, mm. get all those projects out there. When I, I I don't know if you met this, but when I meet people in the seminars or in coaching, when I say I have nothing in my brain now, right now, there's no thoughts in my brain right now than be, be here with you. Mm. And you see the, the sometimes you, all right, I get, I get the, the, the look of, yeah, yeah, really, I don't mm. believe you. But really, when you get good at GTD, you have nothing in your brain except be in the present mm, and this is yeah. that is a very good place to be but it that is. is in in um, you know life throws different things at you everything from happiness to sorrow and everything in between and if you're happy you are more happy if you're in sorrow you're in more sorrow but you move through the sorrow faster that's my experience because and you will handle your sorrow better be have a person we know in our um, uh, in our uh, life now who's going through a grief um, and who tells that well this is GTD helps me manage everything else in my life so that I can be in my grief my sorrow mm. and um, and really GTD helps you to be present in the moment wherever that is 
Yeah, yeah, really I can certainly relate to that. I, yeah. I've been there as well. Um, mm. So, so I can certainly relate to that and getting all that stuff out, and also to um, yeah, minimize these emotional responses that we have to something. So you can, you know, get get you know focused on on getting things done, and then be present with whatever you're doing, whether that's mm. you know in a positive sense or in in some cases some, some sorrow as well. Hmm. So if if your all your projects are captured and clarified and you see something you know a big or small bump in the road um that you need to renegotiate um your commitments to people is so much easier when you have this overview call someone say I'm sorry this project has to go on hold because this happened. Mm. Or just for your personal self, move things from active project to uh, someday maybe or projects on hold, whatever your categories are for projects. And then just move it out of focus and then then refocus on the most important things. Make sure that, you you know, the electricity bill is paid, you know, you, you're not you're not evicted, uh, you know, whatever you need to focus on. And um, to not use your head for this is so, so valuable. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> agree. Mm. Okay, I, this has been a fun episode. Um, I hope that our listeners liked it. And, um, I hope you covered some good stuff. Are we ready to for you to take us out, Lars? Or do you have some I final comments? I think so, yeah. Like, like, like you said, I hope this has been valuable for, for people listening. Um, and as always, be sure to send us an email if you have some input or any thoughts. And rate us on iTunes. Topics. We love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, as, as usual, we always wrap up these episodes by reminding you to head on over to gcdnordic.com where you can find links to the country websites for each of the Nordic countries. And from there, you can find articles about GCD, links to the newsletters, groups on social media where natives from each of the countries uh, discuss GTD and of course you can find all of our offerings there regarding speeches, coaching and, and seminars, both the virtual and the physical and for those outside the Nordics that's gettingthingsdone.com um, so um, be sure to to let us know if this was helpful for you, we always love to hear from people, feedback, ideas for future episodes, let us know via email, it's in the show notes uh, podcast at gtdnordic.dk mm, well Thank you for listening and uh, stay safe and stay productive until next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.